Hello and welcome to the next episode of The Positive Pod. This week, we're going to take a look at something about which I'm really excited. Oftentimes when we think of how we interact with other people, the truth is that there are ways to do that that are helpful and there are ways to do that that aren't so helpful. When we think about people, we generally think about relationships. Relationships are between two human beings. So often, we get bound up in society in outcomes, good or bad, plus or minus. Is this a good person or a bad person? Really, as a fundamentally as a humanist, what I believe is that people are really complex. It's, it's tough to boil down people to good or bad. People have their own sort of drives. So one of the things we ask ourselves when we're in relationships is, how do we maximize those relationships? How do we make sure that the way we interact with people is the best possible way forward for not only the relationship, but the person in front of us. And we're going to start today by taking a look at something that's come up in the educational literature recently, and it's kind of bled into the to the popular culture as well. The idea of encouragement versus praise. There's an old saw that I like to, to reach back to. Praise lasts about 10 minutes and encouragement lasts about 10 years. And I'm going to say more about that as we go along. I first want to introduce you to a name that you've probably heard of. Her name is Carol Dweck. She's a researcher at Stanford University. She's done some work over the years in something called the growth mindset. And those of you who are familiar with the educational literature, the self-help literature, will, will recognize that immediately as sort of, ah, yes, growth mindset, good. What's interesting is she did a, an interview in 2016 in which she talked a little bit about the growth mindset and how that growth mindset concept has been maybe misinterpreted in some ways. To give you a sense of the, the elemental nature of her research, way back when she started to do research into kids. And what she found was, and again, we'll, we'll link to some of this research in, in the description below. What she found was this. She set up classes of kids. Now, the class itself was exactly the same but she set up three different conditions. One condition was the praised kids, the intelligent kids, the kids that were told that they were very, very smart. So you're very, very smart. That's why you're in this class. Uh, you're the smartest we have, and we've given you the most difficult math class we've got, and that's why you're here. The next group, we're going to call those the encouraged kids. They were told, you're the hardest workers we have in this particular school. That's why you're in this class. It's the hardest class we have, but you're the, you're the hardest worker. The third group was just taught the class not being told either, you know, either way. That was so-called the control group. Dweck found that the praised kids did well, and you'd expect that. Kids, the kids that were, whose self-esteem was reinforced do well. That was the, the, the genesis. That was the push of the self-esteem movement that came into education in the 70s and the 80s. Um, but what was, what they started to find eventually is that there were limitations to that self-esteem approach. And what Dweck, came, what Dweck did is, is studied different conditions. And so she looked at the, the smart kids, the praised kids, and she found that when they were offered the opportunity at midterm, well, here's the midterm. You can take it again and we'll keep the highest score. And of the two groups, of the praised groups and of the encouraged groups, the numbers were strikingly different. Among the praised groups or the smart kids, less than 10% ever wanted to take that midterm again. In fact, I think it was less than 5%. Among the encouraged kids, the hardest worker kids, 
well over 90% of those kids wanted to retake the exam, even at the risk of keeping the highest score. And, and so what's the lesson there? Well, the lesson is kids tended to be more invested in the learning process if what had been reinforced for them was their own process. So if they were if they were told they were smart, they tended to be risk averse. And that's been very well established in the literature by now. If we create an environment where we're telling kids they're smart, what they're going to do is get really invested in staying and appearing smart. And really, that's the condition that Dweck observed over and over again. Folks who have a need to appear smart tend to be very risk averse. They will tend to hesitate to put themselves in situations where they could be proven to be not as smart as they appear to be. Creates a risk aversion. And risk aversion is a natural human condition. We will act first. Dan Ariely's work, Predictably Irrational, if you've read that. We act first not to lose things and only secondarily to gain things. And so that risk aversion is makes a lot of sense. If, if you've got a lot of your personal capital invested in, in being smart, then you're going to protect that capital. You're going to protect that personal and emotional capital. And you're going to always make sure that you're not in situations where that's at risk. The encouraged kids, on the other hand, the capital that they had invested in is we're the hard workers here. They, inv- they tended to invest more effort. Not surprisingly, and here's the payoff from Dweck's work, the encouraged kids were far had far better educational outcomes than the smart, the smart kids, the praised kids. And that's an interesting finding. And you wonder, okay, well, that, is that a one-off among, uh, you know, among students in a given subject? Here's what's, here's what's even more interesting. That same research line has been echoed in different areas. Looking at a study now from 2013 by Gunderson, uh, Gripshover, Romero, Dweck, Golden, and Levine, in which Parent praise to one to three-year-olds predicts children's motivational frameworks five years later. Let me say that again. Parent praise to one to three-year-old predicts children's motivational frameworks five years later. So the researchers wondered, could the way that we speak influence children's motivation over time? They have two experiments, three to six-year-old children. They were exposed to this to the idea of being a helper, which is, which is what they called a noun condition, or helping, which is a verb condition. Being a helper, and if you think about that for a second, being a helper, it's a little more personal investment there. Helping is sort of something you can do quickly and walk away from. The, they hypothesized that noun wording would, would help to foster a, a perception that that's associated that behavior is associated with somebody's identity, whereas the verb condition had less to do with identity and just more of a, it's a thing you do. And here's what's fascinating. The results demonstrated that children in the noun condition were described as being a helper, helped significantly more across four tasks than children in the verb condition up to five years later. That's a powerful statement. It's indicative, I think, of Dweck's original work, which was oriented towards a growth mindset, but but it it operationalizes it a little bit more. It it begins to put some framework around, you know, what are the the specifics of how we encourage people? How do we we really encourage process? And and are there right ways to do it? And are there ways that, that, that aren't as helpful to do it? In both of these cases, in both of the, these studies, 
kids were encouraged to help. They helped in both cases. But what was reinforced was the being the helper, the taking on the, the personal attributes of a helper. That helped kids to develop helping behaviors out as far as five years. Powerful statement there. As powerful as that lesson is, that five years later, kids could develop enhanced skills based on the language that we use. It echoes Carol Dweck's early work. What's interesting is that Dweck's early work has been so well-received that in some cases it's been a little bit misinterpreted on the educational front. She'll occasionally hear from teachers that say, oh, I always encourage my kids. If you just try hard, you can do anything. What Dweck indicates is that's not really enough. Instead of saying to a kid, well, you tried really hard and that was good. Maybe math isn't a strength of yours. This is one of the examples that she uses. She said it's a much more powerful statement to say, well, you, you did try really hard, and maybe math isn't a strength of yours yet, but I'm betting you could get there. See the difference there? One encourages, well, that's just not a strength of yours, and well, you tried. The, so it really is reinforcing the effort, which is, which is good, but it's all concerned with the verb. And, and the second example where she adds on the very powerful statement of, Maybe math isn't a strength of yours yet, but I bet you could get there. That encourages the growth mindset. That encourages the, the identification of sort of an identity towards growth. And th- that's, a, that's a critical missing piece. When, when it comes to the noun versus verb condition, we can, we can see pretty clearly that the verb condition doesn't do much to help somebody to develop an identity that's, that's encouraged. Just reinforcing process alone and, and effort alone doesn't reinforce a growth mindset necessarily. It doesn't necessarily reinforce and produce encouraged folks. When we praise the bottom line, in other words, when we praise just whatever the final grade is or whatever the outcome is, that leads to pretty significant loss aversion because it becomes about just achieving the, the, the highest standard. And in, in many cases, I think we get kind of lost when we, we look at the motivational literature and you should strive to be the best. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. We need more people to be doing that. But the difference here is that when we begin to reinforce outcome over process, what we produce is kids with higher anxiety. We produce people with higher anxiety because maybe they don't, they don't achieve that um, that, that big outcome. Whereas if we reinforce process towards the development of an identity, that's when we really produce people who are striving and will continue to strive. The motivational literature is very clear that internal motivators are far stronger than external motivators. Dweck's work clearly shows that. It tends to be that outcomes, grades, job salary, awards, performances, those are external validators. They tend to be great in the short term in terms of motivation, not so not so great for long-term motivation. If you're working towards an award or reward, you will work as long as it takes to get there generally. And generally when you get there, you stop or you stop because you get discouraged because you're not there yet. When you're working towards something because of the intrinsic value of working hard is important to you and is a part of who you are, you're likely to do that far longer. It's far more time stable.
So as we think about, well, how do we relate to people in a way that helps them to move forward, that encourages them? What, what I believe really firmly is people do better when they're encouraged and they tend to struggle when they're discouraged. And so one of the things I like to ask myself is, am I interacting with people in a way that helps them to be encouraged or am I interacting in a way with people who that helps them to be discouraged? Not perfect here. Right? So I've done both in my life. And what I found is when I can help other people to move forward productively, it works out better for both of us. And when I, when I behave in ways that don't do that, it doesn't work out better for either of us. So again, it's pick the one that makes sense. Pick, pick the one that's going to help more people than it's than it's going to harm and I think for me it's when I when I walk away from someone I'd really prefer that they walk away from me either neutral or having gained something that can that can help help them in some way to move forward because I th- I think the true wealth in the world is in helping other people if we can have interactions that help both people then I think those are better interactions and so one thing I would, I would encourage you to think about is how you interact with people and, and what you choose to reinforce, you know, that old saw, you get what you fish for, you're, you tend to get back what you put out there. So if you're putting encouragement out there, if you're, if you're speaking to people in ways that they can grab and move forward with, you tend to get that back. It's, it's a self-reinforcing cycle. Not only that, let's say you don't get it back, which is okay too. You've helped somebody. You put so you've put some positive energy in the world, and that ripples in 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 really unique ways. And and that's really what we see in in these three pieces that I that I shared with you here today. What we see is the language that we use is important. I think that's one of the lessons that 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 I, I take from these articles. When we talk about developing an identity towards something, that reinforces the ultimate process of becoming. And and I think it's it's a positive message. When we just reinforce the outcome, it tends to be a little empty. It tends to be a little shallow. That doesn't mean that when somebody achieves something incredible, we can't say good job. We should. We should also reinforce that's an amazing accomplishment. That You worked hard for that. You really earned that. I could see that you earned that in the process. That, that seems to be who you are. You, know, you work hard towards things. That's an encouraging statement. Great job, lasts about 10 minutes. Great job, that, you know, it seems to be a fundamental part of who you are. You work hard for things. You know, you, you kind of, when the chips are down, you put your nose down and you really got to something. And, and that just seems to be you. That, that seems to be genuinely a part of who you are. That message that the next time the chips are down, somebody can reach back to and say, yeah, you know what? That is a part of who I am. When the chips are down, I do do that. What I find is encouragement-based interactions are things that people can reach back to years later and benefit from. And so if I'm going to have an interaction with somebody, what I hope is that they're walking away from it with some sort of encouragement at the end of the day that they can then reach back to at some future point. One thing to think about, ask yourself in any interaction, what can I do to encourage the individual that I'm with? Am I reinforcing that person's process and identity at the same time? And what can I do to do that? Those are the things that will help you 
to not only have more positive relationships, but to strengthen those positive relationships and the strengthen, strengthen the people around you. What I like about that is once you strengthen the relationships that you have with people, that tends to, to also strengthen your social support network. So the next time that you're feeling down, you've then got a strengthened network that's oriented towards growth, that's oriented towards positive identity development around you that can echo back some of the things that you've put out there. So in the event that you do need that back, there's a higher percentage possibility that you might get it. So there's a, a look at praise versus encouragement and how we can use encouragement to not only strengthen the relationships that we have with other people, but we can use it to strengthen the personal identity of the, of the folks around us and ultimately to enrich our own lives. Thanks so much for listening to The Positive Pod, and we look forward to seeing you next week on our next episode. Have a great day, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.